Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Am I on? There you go. There you know that we have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas outreach this year. We're going to be working with the Mercy Home. And let me tell you about the Mercy Moms, right? A lot of us are pro-life and want to save the babies, but this is an opportunity for those women who chose life to get some support from us. They have six women that are in the program, and we are going to be purchasing um, Target gift cards and Walmart gift cards. will be some snowflakes in the back of the service. Your gift card can be as low as $10 up to $50, whatever you can do, but let's make sure that we make sure that this Christmas season is not just about us, not just about our families not just about our comfort, but make sure that we reach out to help those that are in need because that's what not regular church is all about. Amen? All right. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. This is not regular church. Look at your... What does regular church look like? Some people say it'll put you to sleep. But this church, say this church will not put you to sleep. Regular church, amen. Welcome to Calvary Life, amen. We exist so that you and your family can connect to Christ, experience freedom, hunger for God, and live out purpose. More, getting more connected, visit our website uh, at calvarylifedfw.com. Now, I am very excited this morning because I have, okay, why is this uh, important and why does it make me happy? I'm gonna tell you, I'm glad you asked, okay? I was reading a scripture this morning uh, I'm not teaching or anything. I just want to read this in your hearing, okay? It's in the Passion Translation. It says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from the sense of religious duty, freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with grace so that you will be so that you will have more than enough of everything. Look at your neighbor and say more than enough. Every way he will make you overflow with abundance and every good thing that you do. Now, it's it's funny because I saw this connection this morning. I've read this scripture many times. Right. The, the, the King James Version says God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, but this is in the Passion Translation. And so the connection is this. The series for this month is A Change is Coming. You ready for this? The conduit for your change is through your giving. I'm going to say it for the people that missed it because it went over a couple of y'all head. The conduit for your change is through giving. So if you give, God bless you with more than enough. Huh? Sometimes it seems like when, it, when you give, it is taking away from you. But this, the cross, when it was standing up, when Jesus was on the cross, showed as an addition sign. But when he was carrying the cross up the hill, it turned into multiplication. A T turns into an X. So I'm challenging you today that as you begin to give, don't think of it as something coming out of your account or coming out of your pockets, but know that it is multiplying on your behalf. Are you excited about it this morning? Are you ex- hilarious generosity? So I challenge you to give this morning. Why don't you stand with me for a second as we pray? Father, we thank you and we praise you for this t- to change our lives. We thank you that you have given us the opportunity to give, and we pray now that even those that don't have an opportunity 
opportunity the next time. Father, we pray that you would open up a window of heaven in this place and pour out a blessing in which we would not have room enough to receive. Father, we every sower, every giver, that as they give, it will not leave their hand, but it will go into their future and open up doors of provision and free and declare that there shall be no lack in this house. I decree and declare that we will not move in deficit, but we will move in the more than enough. For God, you promised that you will give us more than enough, and we are excited for it, and we believe it. If you believe it, give God praise and give him glory. Hallelujah. Listen, we are getting ready to receive our pastor, Pastor G, who is going to bless us with an amazing word this morning. Why don't you receive him in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Come on. That was great. I, I, was, I was like, man, did I give already? If I didn't, I need to give again. Well, that was good. Excited for next week. Next week, next week is our Christmas service. So make sure you uh, be a bringer, bring, bring some people with you, because we're going to break bread together directly after service. Um, so for our Feast of, of Nations. Um, so that should be exciting. Um, please let someone know what you're bringing. Uh, let me know what you're bringing so I can be the ta- taste tester. All right, amen. <laughs> Just want to make sure that it's good for everyone else. Amen. So it's, uh, it's good. So, yeah, so we are excited. For, uh, next week, uh, some of our, our youth are going to take over the service next week. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, amen. Amen. So that's great. So while I have you standing, I'm going to be reading out of Daniel uh, chapter 2, verse 39. We are continuing our series. Uh, it's called Change. Is coming. How, how many? How many here b- believe that? How many here? How many here came to service today with expectation yes. that God's gonna God's gonna move? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know I came to service expecting God to move because change is on the horizon. I believe that the Lord is moving right right now on on your behalf um, for those that have been interceding. For people for years, God is bringing about change in their lives. Amen. Um, so that's exciting. Things that you've been praying for for a long time, God is saying change is coming. Change is coming. Change is coming. Amen. So Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. You ready? All right, let's do it. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and forever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God, my Father. You have given me wisdom 
and might, you have now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. The king's demand. Amen. And so I'm going to talk to you today about God is getting ready to reveal it. God is getting ready to reveal it. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're such a great, great God, and we are here to serve you. We are here to receive from you, Lord God. Without you, we are nothing, God. Thank you for all that you're going to do today, Lord God. We are in a posture of, of uh, receiving from you today, Lord. We want more of you, God. We thank you, Lord, all that you're going to do in this place today. Thank you for using me as your vessel today, Lord God. So I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord. Have your way. We don't want regular church. Yes. Without you, it's just regular church. We want to see you move in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Yes. You may, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Yes. So God is getting ready to reveal it. So I want to talk to people who have been praying for, who've been praying earnestly, but have not seen your prayers answered yet. I want to talk to some people who possibly are on the verge of giving up. I want to talk to those individuals who trust God, who believe in him, but may be a little tired. I want to talk to you today because God, God is saying that he is about to reveal it. He is about to reveal it. So you are, you are about to see things that you've never seen before. He's about to reveal things that has not ever been revealed before. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, but it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those, those who love him. It's talking about us. How many here love God? So he has prepared something for you that you have not seen. Oh, man, that's, that is exciting. I don't know about you, but that is, that is exciting that God has prepared something for you that you have not seen before. So God is preparing you, you for what you've been praying for. God is preparing you for what you've been um, uh, praying for. Amen? You excited about that? Hallelujah. And so we're going to talk about Daniel, how God revealed this vision to him. Amen? And so God revealed this vision to Daniel that change his life and, and lives around him. So I really like Daniel. So a couple of reasons why I really like him. I, I, I like Daniel because of his faithfulness to God. 
So you have to understand, like, Daniel is a type of Christ. There's some similarities. There's a lot of them, but just to, just to name a few. Um, so Daniel was promoted above the governors. In, in Daniel chapter 6, he was promoted above the governors and other officials. And, and so they, they didn't like it. Because, because what he was promoted because he had the excellent spirit in him. And then he had an excellent spirit in him. So they, they, he was promoted, but the governors, they didn't like it. So they tried to find fault in him, but they couldn't. And so what they did, they, they, tried, they tried to change, well, they changed the legal system, right? They changed the legal system to make what he already does illegal because he was worshiping the true God. They wanted him to worship the king, right? And so we know Jesus was tried by, by a legal system that could not find fault with him, but he was threatened with the death penalty anyway. So there are some similarities there. So the king was forced to condemn Daniel to the punishment of the law. Pilate was forced to condemn Jesus to the punishment of the Roman law. Daniel prayed before arrested three times facing Jerusalem. Jesus, just as Jesus prayed three times in the garden of Gethsemane on the Mount Olives. Amen. So there's some similarities there. So I, I love reading uh, uh, Daniel because he, his faithfulness and he's a, he's a type of Christ. And then what I, another reason why I, I love uh, Daniel is because he listened to God. He listened to God like he heard from God. Amen. He was, see, God took him from nowhere to somewhere. Right. He took, I mean, when we read Daniel, we talk about, we read and we know about the lion's den. Amen. We, we know, we know about that. But I love when I read Daniel, it's like how God took him from nowhere to somewhere. And how, and, and he took him from nowhere to somewhere because he, he, he was in a position to listen to God, to listen, to hear from God. Amen? And so, so God took him from nowhere to somewhere. God handpicked Daniel to lead in an ungodly environment. So, so Daniel didn't pray to God and say, God, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. He was just like, Give me, give me a word so I can interp interpret into, into a, for, for the king's request. But this was an ungodly environment that he was in. So he's essentially asking God to give me a word to lead in this ungodly environment. Wow. Wow. So Daniel was promoted be, because of that. Amen? And so Psalms 75, Psalms 75 Six says, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor west nor the south. But God is the judge. He putteth one down and standeth up another. So promotion comes from God. And I find this amazing because God handpicked Daniel to speak into an un ungodly um, environment. Yeah. I believe God has handpicked you today. Wow. I believe promotion is coming. Your, I believe that God is taking you from nowhere to somewhere. Wow. 
God's looking at your life, he does, it doesn't matter mistakes. It, it doesn't matter failures. He's looking at your life. He says, I pick you. He says, I pick you. He says, I pick you. Isn't that amazing? Because promotion doesn't come from anywhere else but the Lord. So I believe that God is looking over Calvary life. He's looking at members over Calvary life. He says, hey, I pick you. I pick you. I pick you to be my vessel. I pick you to be that light to wherever I send you. I pick you to, to speak my word into darkness, the places that you will go in that are ungodly. I pick you to share the good news at your job, uh, uh, in your family, for those who don't believe, those who decided to walk away from the faith because Christian church is not popular any longer. Oh, I pick you. I pick you to be my vessel. I'm bringing you from nowhere to somewhere. How many want to go somewhere? No, not where you are, but where God, you want to go somewhere where God wants to bring you. Amen. Amen? Somewhere that you have not seen, that your eyes have not seen. It hasn't even entered your heart. How many people want to go to that place where God wants to bring you? Amen. Am I alone in this place? Or do people in this church want to go somewhere where God wants to take them? Yes. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Yes. It's going to be exciting. God is taking some people from nowhere to somewhere. Hallelujah. But, but when God gets ready to push you into something better, trust me, there will be a shaking, there will be a shifting, and there will be a shattering. See, when God begins to shake things up, right, he's going to shake what doesn't belong in, in your life. Amen. Because he, he's going to shake up what, what doesn't belong to what he's about to reveal in your life. Right? It does, he's shaking some things up because it doesn't fit in the vision that he's giving you. It doesn't fit in the place that he's bringing you. Right? So he's shaking some things up. So if we have some baggage, amen, God wants us to deal with some of those baggage before he takes us somewhere. Wow. So some things we have to leave behind. So there, there will be a shaking there would be a shaking, right? Because God needs to get our attention. Amen. So if you feel a shaking going on in your life, it's just like things are being shaken. People are, are leaving you, right? Amen. So that is by design. God is shaking some things up because he's bringing you somewhere. He's bringing you somewhere. There's a shaking that, that's happening, right? What doesn't belong, God wants to, wants to remove it. Amen. There's a shaking. Amen. So I re you remember the story of Elijah in 1 Kings, right? So Elijah was, did exactly what God said, right? But then he got fearful. He got discouraged, right? He, God gave him a word to speak over, over the, the environment that he was in. But then he, was, he ran for his life. He was, he was afraid, afraid of Jezebel. Um, and so he ran into a cave, right, because he was afraid. And I love, the, I love what God said. Right. Remember. So God asked him this question. Remember, when God asks, asks you a question, he's not looking for new information because he is all knowing. Right. Right. right? So when he asks you a question, he wants us to look what's 
to us to know what's going on internally. Right? So he asks Elijah, he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Amen. So here's Elijah. He got, he got discouraged because he was facing a spiritual storm in his life. He was, you know, he was, he was fearful for his life, so he hid in a cave. He was hiding from his problems. Like he just accomplished some great things with God. Now all of a sudden he's hiding from his problem. So the Lord gave him the example. He says, stand up on the mountain and, and look. So if, there, if there's a wind that came, there's an earthquake that, that came. Amen. God is saying, I'm still in that. Wow. When things are being shaken in your life, God is saying, I am still with you. I am in the shaking. I am in the shaking. So I believe God is asking some of us here today, what are you doing here? Are you allowing your problems to define you? Amen. He wants to use your problems to refine you. Why are you here? What are you doing here? Why are you still in the same place? Amen. Have you forgotten who I am? Have you forgotten all the things I, 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 I did in your life in the past? Have you forgotten what I, who I am, right? How God is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. Have you forgotten that? Why are you here? Amen. God doesn't want us to run and hide from problems. He's given us the strength and the ability and the power to overcome them. He wants us to walk through those problems. Amen? Oh, if I can just get a few people to go with me this morning. So there may be a shaking going on in your life. Amen? That means God's about to reveal something. He's, he's preparing you for the reveal. He remo he's taking some things out. He's shaking some things out of your life, removing some things out of your life. Amen? Then it may be a shifting. You may be experiencing a shift taking place. Amen? God is aligning you for what's about to be revealed. He's aligning you for, for that. Amen? So sometimes when a shift happens, right, it, it looks like chaos. <laughs> it looks like setbacks, right? It looks like defeat. Amen? But God's saying that it's a shifting. He's aligning you for what he's about to reveal. I believe Calvary Life is in that position right now. God is aligning us to, to what he's about to reveal. So anytime you come to church, just look around. You're going to see chaos. <laughs> You're going to see all type of mess that's going on. Amen. Because whenever God tells you to take over a territory, you will be met with the devil. You will be met, you'll be greeted by some type of enemy. Yeah. Amen? And so the enemy is after what's about to be revealed. Yeah, he's not after you right now. <laughs> he's, a, he's after what's about to be revealed. He is, after, uh, he is after what you're becoming. So he is after what Calvary life is becoming. Amen? So it's important, it's really important that we come together and we worship God like no other. We praise him like no other. Amen? We praise him like no other because God is about to reveal something to Calvary. Oh, man.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we are, so it's important that we, we, we get prepared for the shifting. See, leaders, good leaders are really good at this, right? Uh, because lead, leaders should lead when things are, are crazy, right? Not just when things are good. Leaders lead when, when things are crazy. Leaders lead when, when uh, the conditions aren't perfect. That's what makes good leaders, right? So they can still see the promises of God through chaos, right? And they can, they can teach others, right, how to walk through it, right? So they, good leaders keep their eyes on the vision. The, the good leaders keep their eyes on, on, on God even though there's chaos all around them. Because good leaders lead people through the wilderness, Joshua. Good leaders lead people through the wilderness because they keep their eyes on the promises of, of God. Amen? Amen? So it's important that leaders here begin to lead, lead our congregation in ways that we believe that God has a promise for, over this church. doesn't matter what we see. We need to be chaos experts, right? We need to be chaos experts, amen. So there's a, there's a shifting. So there's a shaking, there's a shifting, then there's a shattering, right? So when, when you feel lost or disheartened, right, um, God, that means God is, 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 is breaking some things in your, in your life. Amen. He's breaking some things in, in your life. See, we, we can't break without shattering. So there's a shattering go, going on. Right. So God has to uproot and break some things over your life. See, God uses broken people to do amazing things. He uses broken people to do amazing things. He is using what's broken in your life to speak to broken people. Mm. So he's using what's been broken in your life for his glory. Because you hear it all the time that God uses everything and wastes nothing. He uses everything and wastes nothing. So the, the areas of your life that are broken, God's like, yes, I'm going to use it for my glory. He's using you to speak to broken people. Hallelujah. So he's about to reveal it. I know you, you feel a shaking. But some of you may feel a shifting. Some of you may feel a shattering going on in your life. God's setting you up for the big reveal. The big reveal. And so I love Daniel, right? Um, so here's Daniel. He that the king Nebuchadnezzar had this, this dream and he wanted um, someone to interpret the dream. And so he called all of his wise men together and he was, he was gangster, man. He basically say, said, if y'all cannot interpret this dream, y'all about to die. 
I mean, the Old Testament, man, is just, they are just a bunch of gangsters, man. We think that we um, live in some rough times now. Try living in these days. Right? Like, you got to be careful who you worship. Like, it's like, I mean, these are not, I mean, listen, you have to, they have to really answer to the king. And it's like, okay, if you can't do what I want you to do, right, I'm going to kill you. And he did. <laughs> like, it happened. And so they were on their way to get Daniel and his crew. So then it was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. I need to do something about this, right? I need to do something about this. And so I love, so two things Daniel did before the vision was revealed, we ought to do as well. You ready? So the first thing Daniel did, he prayed. Oh, my gosh. Right? So he prayed. Right? So he prayed. And so, so, he, so um, he doesn't get, so I, I love what the, what the text said, right? He says, it says, uh, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then the secret was revealed. Right. So he he doesn't get to then until he prays. Right. He doesn't get to then till he prays. So nothing happens unless we pray. Change doesn't come unless we pray. So God is challenging some of us to step up your prayer game because nothing changes if you don't pray. Right. Nothing changes if you don't pray. Right, so Daniel chapter 10, 12 says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Isn't that? So this tells us that God answers prayers. He told Daniel that I am here because of your words. I am here because of your words. So I want to speak to those individuals who've been praying earnestly, right? Been praying earnestly, right? God is saying to you that I am here because of your words. I am here. You may not know, you may not sense them. You may not see it right now, but God is saying that I am here because of your words because prayer works. Prayer works. Prayer changes things. It changes atmospheres. Amen. Nothing won't change until we pray. Yeah. Nothing will change. If you, if you come into the church before service starts, you'll see leaders up here praying because we're, cha- we're changing the atmosphere in this place because we believe that God's going to move. We, be- we believe that God's going to change some things. We're praying for you. We're setting the atmosphere. We're setting up the room for you to receive from God. So whatever you've been praying, we're praying for. Amen. So we believe that God is here because of our words. God is here because of our. So we believe healing will take place. Amen. Healing in the mind. We bind, uproot depression right now. It's gone in the name of Jesus because we believe healing is here because of our words. It's here because of our words. I I pray right now there will be no divorce in this church in the name of Jesus. I believe, right, there will be health 
in marriages, amen. There would be such a, a, a power of, of God moving through marriages, amen. They would use the marriages, this, this couple, for dynamic ministry, amen. I believe it because, I believe because God have heard my words. Prayer changes things. It sets the atmosphere, amen. It's, it's, it gives us the ability to walk in darkness and still call, uh, 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 still call out God's promises in darkness. Wow. We can change atmospheres. Prayer changes things. Amen? But we just have to pray. We have to pray. Everyone else could not interpret this dream, but Daniel did because he prayed. Because he prayed. Because he prayed. Right? Prayer changes things. So let me tell you how prayer, how to pray. But before, before I can tell you how to pray, the Bible tells us how not to pray. Because before we can do something that's important, we must know how not to do it. <laughs> Amen? So Matthew um, 6 tells us, how not to pray. It says, here's Jesus talking. He says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets. They might be seen by men. So he's saying, don't pray like a hypocrite. Like, you know, because they don't really mean what they're praying for, amen? So they, they don't really have a prayer life, right? They're just doing it for show, <laughs> just, just to be seen, right? Just, just to look good, just for the applause of people, just for the applause of people. They don't be like them. Don't pray like hypocrites just standing and posing, Amen. Because you could be at church and just stand and pose just to look good and say, I got a good prayer life. You could just call out on the yoke. You could speak in tongues. Right? But it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. You just get the applause of people. That's the only fruit you get. Amen. Because we, so he was saying, he's saying that don't, don't pray like hypocrites. Right? You actually have to have a prayer life. Like you actually have to have a prayer life. And, he, and it says here, surely I say to you that you, you have uh, their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have uh, shut, your, shut your door, pray to the Father who is in a secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions in the heathen like as the heathen, heathens do, what the heathens do. For they think they will be heard for their many words. So he, he's saying to go and pray in your, in your secret place. Amen? Go and pray in your secret place. And so, um, so, he begs, so what he's saying is to have a relational communication with God. So let me just clarify something, because when we hear this text, and it says to go into your room and shut the door and get into your secret place and pray. And sometimes we think that's the only uh, uh, place that we can pray. I mean, some people may think like, you know, I can't come on Thursday evenings because God told me to uh, go into my secret place 
and pray. Like, you can't pray corporately because God's telling me to go in secret. That's not just what it's saying. Amen. You know, so it says uh, pray to God. Who? So we have to have a, 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 I guess, God is our dwelling place. A dwelling place. So we have to have a continually, right, um, engagement with God. We have to continue to draw near to him, and he would draw near to us. God is our dwelling place. That means you pray to God in morning, noon, and night. Amen. He is our dwelling place. You don't just have to pray to God and just in your secret place. You pray to God any, any, anywhere. Amen. It's just you pray, make sure that you have that, that relationship with, with him. Right? The relational communication with God. Amen? So, so he's telling us how to pray. And I love the, uh, if, you, if you think about what Jesus was talking to the disciples, when the disciples said, teach us how to pray, and he was, he was, he was giving them the Lord's Prayer. See, so prayer starts with God, involves you, and ends with God. And so if, on the, so if you know what the, uh, the Lord's prayer is, right, thou, thou fa- Father art in heaven, that starts with God. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that it is in heaven. Amen. I'm not putting it up because this is a test for you that you should know the Lord's prayer. Amen. <laughs> then it says, then after it says, forgive us for our trespasses. So, so it starts with God, Right? Then it involves us, right? Then it ends with, with God. So that's your test is to read the Lord's Prayer because it starts with us. I mean, it starts with God, ends with us. I mean, involves us, and it ends with God. So when we're praying to God, right, it must start, start with him, acknowledging him. Say, you are a father. I am nothing without you. You are amazing. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And then it involves you. Forgive me, Lord God. Let me be attentive to what, what you're trying to tell me or, or where you're trying to bring me. Amen? And it ends with God. So prayer. So prayer. So the, so the two things Daniel did before the vision was revealed, he prayed. One, he prayed. Nothing changes unless we pray. Nothing changes unless we pray. And the second thing he did was he was, he was patient. He was patient. I, I'm excited for the coming year. This is just a little small preview of what uh, we're going to talk about the, the beginning of the year. We're going to have all the pastors uh, take a week to preach. We're going to talk about how to wait well as a church. Because I believe Calvary Life is in a waiting room. It's in a waiting room. But we have that one foot out of the waiting room. We're about to step out. But so God wants to teach us how to wait well. So we're going we're gonna to take the first two months of the year, and we're going to talk about how do we wait well. We're going to see different speakers each week speaking. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? <laughs> And you'll hear us talk about patience a lot. 
But I, I couldn't resist um, talking about it now with Daniel because he prayed and then he patiently waited for God. Right. So sometimes things aren't revealed until the last minute. How many experienced that with, with the Lord? Right. That you got your prayers answered for, you know, it, your prayers were answered in the last minute. It's like, man, like, Lord, is it, you know, where are you? <laughs> Right, so sometimes our prayers are answered at the last minute. Sometimes things aren't revealed until you're about to quit. So I want to talk to those individuals because God said, God, God speaks to patient people. God speaks to patient people. So Daniel was patient, right? Daniel was patient. He waited for the vision to to be revealed to God, to be revealed to him. Amen. Uh, Mother Teresa uh, said this, clearly, without patience, we learn less in life. We see less. We feel less. We hear less. That's an amazing quote. Amen. That's an amazing quote. And so, so God speaks to patient people. When we, when we are not patient, we miss out on the big reveal. Imagine if Daniel did not wait for the vision. He would have been dead. And those that are around him would have, would have died as well. Romans 8.25 says, if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Oh, I need to repeat that one again. If we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. God has some unseen hope for you, right? But he wants to see if you will see it, right? He wants you to believe it before you see it. Amen? He wants you to believe it before you see it. God is preparing you for what you've been praying for. Do you believe that? He's preparing you to receive it. Amen? James 1.4 says, but let, this is hard. This, I got, I got to admit, this verse is really hard. It says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking Nothing lacking. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. Amen. And so pay, uh, not having patience, you know, patience is not an option. Like we need to have patience. How many have mastered patience in this church? Praise the Lord. So I was just going to tell you, I'll sit down and you can give us a, a class on, on, on how you are patient for everything. Amen. You know, Pastor Lewis is looking at me. He's like, yeah, patience, no, that, that's, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's, it's hard. So it says, but let, but it's, so, but patience is not an option. We must have patience, right? Because it's a process, right? So you let patience have its perfect work. That means God needs to do something in you to prepare you for what's about to be revealed. So he's doing something in you. As you wait for God to reveal what he's trying to do, 
where God, as you wait for God to take you from nowhere to somewhere. He says to let patience have its perfect work. I say this all the time. I love using this example. I will continue to use it because it's a great example how David had oil poured on him and he was sent back to tending sheep. He was anointed as king but did not receive a castle. So God wants to know, wanted to know, can you be a king without a castle? Right? Can you be a can you be kingly in a non-kingly environment? Amen. So sometimes you get so God will, will anoint you for something and send you back into a, a place where there's no anointing. You, you missed that. You missed that, right? So God will anoint you for a vision and send you to a place where there's no anointing. Will you trust what he put in you? Will, will you trust what he called you to do? Will you trust what he, what, what he wants to do in your life? Will you trust, right, what he wants to do in the place that you're in? Will you trust the anointing that he placed inside of you? Amen? So otherwise, what's the anointing for? It's for environments. It's for ungodly environments. It's to be a light, right? It's to represent Christ in those ungodly environments. Amen? David was an anoint, uh, anointed as king for no reason, right? Because he was in a place, right, that was not kingly. Right? He was in an ungodly place. So God will send you, so God will anoint you. He will pour oil on you and send you to a place that has no anointing. Hallelujah. Amen? And so, in closing, why was Daniel so patient? See, Daniel understood that patience is the strength to obtain revelation. Patience is the strength to obtain revelation. It's so important when you know who your God is. So going back to our text in Daniel, in verse 20, it says, Blessed be the name of God forever, for wisdom and might are his. And he, and he changes the times and the seasons. So only God changes the times and the seasons in your life. In your life. But Daniel understood that he needed the patience to obtain the revelation. Understood that God is the only one that changes times and the seasons. And he removes kings and raises up kings. And so we have to trust that if God's calling you for promotion, you see someone else in that position that you've been praying for, God can remove that person and put you in that place. 
because it's for a purpose, for his purpose. It's for his glory. Amen? Only God can remove kings, right, and place kings in a position. God's calling you to be a king so that way you can be kingly in an unkingly environment. Amen? So God is about to reveal something to you. He's about to reveal something to you. So hopefully this speaks to those who have been praying a long time for something. Maybe you're a little discouraged. You've been discouraged. Maybe you feel like you've given up. God is saying that he is getting ready to reveal it. He's getting ready to reveal it. Don't stop praying. Continue to be persistent. The Bible tells us tells us to pray without ceasing. It's about to be revealed. Keep praying. For those who aren't praying, nothing's going to change unless you pray. Unless you pray. Here's another thing I wanted to share share with you about praying. Prayer is not an information session. Let's stop giving God all information because he is all-knowing. We don't need to school God about what's happening in our lives. He sees everything. God knows exactly what you need, exactly what you need. He wants to know, like, do you want him or just what you're praying for? So it's not an informational session, right? I love Daniel because he heard from God. He listened to God. He patiently waited for God. Like he heard from him. You, you know, so, so prayer, so you listen with your ears and not with your mouth. Some of us are trying to listen with our mouths where we're praying, we're complaining every time we get into the presence of the Lord. We're just complaining, God, I'm, I'm tired of this, and this and this and that going on, this, this and that, this is happening. Oh, my God, I can't believe this, this and that. We never spend just, just time just being in the presence of God or just listening to what he is trying to tell us. Stop giving God so much information. Daniel was just like, God, just give me the interpretation of this vision. How do you think he received the the vision? By listening. Connecting his heart to God. He's listening. I believe some of us are just giving God too much information. We've got this whole list we want to share with God. This is this and that. We're talking and we're talking and we're talking. And we're listening with our mouths and not with our ears, nor our hearts. 
Let's practice being with God. I remember when Moses got the Ten Commandments, he went up to the mountain. Remember Moses, right? He was leading thousands of people. So God knew what he was dealing with. Just chaos, chaos, chaos all the time. But Moses needed to be a really good leader. You know what the first step of being a good leader? is being with God. Not just doing, being with God. So when Moses went up to the mountain, God told Moses, go up to the mountain. God said to Moses, come to the mountain and be here. And be here. That means don't be distracted about what's going on down there. You need to be here. Be in my presence. Be in my presence. Listen to what I'm going to share with you. I'm about to reveal something that's going to change the world. That will change the world. So he instructed Moses to be there. To be there. God is saying the same for all of us here today. When you're in my presence, just be here. Just be there. Be in my presence. Be. Because I'm about to reveal something that's going to change the world around you. Put away your list. Your list. Stop giving God so much information. He knows exactly what you need. You're praying to a God who knows exactly what you need. Say, God, just reveal it. Just reveal it. Reveal what you want to reveal for me. I am here. Can somebody just tell God I am here? No, it's here not just physically, but just emotionally, spiritually, I am here. I am connected to you. I am connected with you. I'm connected with your presence. I understand that nothing will happen, nothing will change unless I pray. Praying is not just giving God information. That's not prayer. That's just talking. It's supposed to be a two-way conversation. A two-way conversation. I believe that some of us, it's just a one-way conversation. And nothing changes after you leave the presence of God. But the Bible that I read, that I believe in, the God that I believe in, and says, in his presence, there is liberty. So that means I shall walk away with something when I leave the presence of God. I should not walk away empty-handed. But sometimes we got this list. We got our list. We're giving God information. This is happening. 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 I know the Bible says pray without ceasing, but to really pray, you honor him with your prayer. You glorify him with your prayer. You praise him with your prayer. And he's about, he will reveal what he needs to reveal in your life. Come on, stand with me. So sometimes God 
will pour oil on you now for what's to come later. I want to do that here today. I want to have all pastors just come up right now. Pastors come up right now. And I don't know if we have oil. We better find, we got to find some. I know I have a, my, my bag in the back. Got some oil here. We got some oil. And I just want to, I want, we just have to take turns passing. Well, if we only have one oil, we'll just take turns passing around. I just want to anoint you. I want us to anoint you for what's about to be revealed in your life. For what's about to be revealed. going to anoint you now. And for those who are listening to us online, we speak blessings over your life. We speak blessings over your life that we speak to what God is about to reveal. We pray that you are in a place of prayer and patience so God can reveal what he needs to reveal in your life. For those who are here, I want to give you this opportunity to come to the altar and allow these pastors to pray over you, to anoint you for what God's going to reveal to you. Because whatever God's going to reveal to you, I strongly believe it's going to be so powerful, it's going to be something that your eyes have not seen. Nor, nor your heart, nor has it entered in your heart yet. It's going to be something that's going to blow you away. It's going to be something that's impossible for you to accomplish. That's God. That's God. That's God. So we want to anoint you this morning. We want to anoint you this morning for what's about to be revealed. It's going to be Great. It's going to be great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to sing a little something, right? You want me to sing or you're going to, you're going to sing? You sing? Okay. So she'll probably do the singing. Amen. And so, so the altars are open. We want to pray for you. We want to anoint you with, with oil. If you come and join the band. Amen. So let me just pray before we before you come up. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what is about to be revealed in the lives of your people here today. We thank you, God, that man. That you are, uh, you started a good work in us. Only you can complete it. So I believe, Lord, that you are taking this church from nowhere to somewhere. And we know that there's a shaking. There's a shifting. There's a shattering taking place, Lord God. 
because what is about to be revealed? So we know that no man, no enemy can stop your plans from coming to pass. So, Lord, we embrace the chaos. We embrace the the, the, the uh, shaking. We embrace the shifting. We embrace the shattering, Lord God, because we know that it's all for your glory. So have your way, Lord God. I believe that you are shaking homes right now, Lord God. But what does not belong in homes, Lord God, what does not glorify you, I believe that there's a shaking taking place right now, Lord God. A shaking taking place, Lord God. And when you get done, it will have your glory on their homes, Lord God. They will see your glory, Lord God. They will see your hand upon their lives, Lord God. There's a shaking taking place in this church, Lord God. What doesn't belong must go in the name of Jesus. You're aligning us for what's about to be revealed. It's a shifting. I thank you for it, God. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it looks like defeat. But Calvary life is being shifted. He's telling this church, go north. <laughs> go northward. Go north. There's a shifting taking place. Hallelujah. And we know that you use broken people to speak to broken people. Have your way in this place, Lord God. Use us, Lord God. We are broken. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I speak over them right now. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, the altars are open. Come and get anointed for what God's about to reveal. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. God's anointing you to take down giants. He's anointing you to change communities. He's anointing you to do something that you never thought you'll be doing. He's anointed you to heal people. He's anointing you to speak to dark places. He's anointing you. Amen. He has anointed you for a time as this. Come on. Come on. Receive him this morning. Come on. Come and get your oil. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.